All right, welcome to the Texas Hemp Show. I'm Russell Dowden, your publisher for the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine and host of the Texas Hemp Show. And joining me every week, as always, is my co-host, Jess, from the Texas Cannabis Collective. How are you, Jesse? I'm doing good, especially having the face for radio. Yeah, I've always said that off air, you know, the face for radio thing is just, uh, I, everybody's doing the Zoom now and the, the podcasts, this, and I'm uh, too scared to do that. I'm not YouTube material. <laughs> There's a meaning to the madness. We're saving you the grief of looking at us, actually. If they put me on YouTube, Troma would buy me in a heartbeat. <laughs> we should go easy on ourselves. Uh, but no, there's some things we are. We do actually have some video things in the pipeline. We do. Uh, people may not. People they may not know, but you know the, the podcast is the Texas Hemp Show. I do have reserved uh, just the website, uh, thehempshow.tv. So we have plans for something in television or web-based kind of a you know platform. So maybe down the road we'll get the Zoom calls uh going in uh, coming in down the road but uh in the meantime you just have to hear us our lovely voices <laughs> all right joining us podcast 17 this week here as we are in the late month of january um under a new administration uh, and um and maybe some new things happening. Uh, we'll talk about that political climate for things marijuana and cannabis and, and as well as hemp uh, uh, as well later in the program. But joining us here this week on uh, the program are uh, two very sharp individuals from the Texas Hemp Harvesters Association. Um, founding members, uh, Hannah Wilner, board chair and executive director and board member, Andrea Sal- Salis. Salis, is that right, Andrea? I hope I pronounced that right. Welcome to the show, girls. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, um, I have some questions here. We want to introduce you. Give you, you got let you both have an opportunity to introduce yourselves and and your background. I know that Hannah, you you know, you were in California. I think you are you you guys are actually buddies, right? <laughs> We are. It's actually kind of fun. Andre and I met, I mean, years ago um, in California after the, you know, cannabis was passed as a medical program and there began a multitude of conferences around the United States that focused on education and resources. And so being very interested in that, Andre and I met at some of them and ended up, you know, supporting each other through through multiple um, business opportunities and pursuing, you know, the greater good of this plant. Well, super cool. That's uh, that's cool. The, the, the homies stuck together. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, listen. Let's. Uh, I guess give uh, uh, give us a little background. You both have a very um, entrepreneurial spirit. I guess it's fair to say, and and you've. Uh, both have uh, started up this uh, this organization. Uh, how how recent is the Texas Hemp Harvesters Association, Andrea? Well, we formed Texas Hemp Harvesters Association in 2019, and it was truly in an effort to fill where the gaps were in the supply chain. And it was it was ever present because you have a state that was um, 
was not a part of the 2014 um, passing of the U.S. Um, VA hemp program. And so this was very new to, um, to our state. And so you had many people who were looking to get into the industry and but they were not aware of how many gaps were in the supply chain, right, Hannah? Absolutely. Yeah. So, Hannah, how did you? So, what got you get, getting into this space? It sounds like you were kind of following things, all things cannabis, uh, back in 2015, and that kind of got you going in, in, on this path, huh? Right. It, it's actually kind of funny, you know. Living in California, it's just a way of life there, right? Can, I mean, cannabis has been a part of my life for a long time. But, but specifically in California, it's just it's part of the culture. And so when I moved to Texas intentionally, because I love Texas and I love Houston and I was excited to make the next chapter in my life, you know, I, I mindfully kind of gave up that chapter in my life thinking, OK, you know, for all the things that I'm involved in, I know that I want to transition into this new phase, thinking that, of course, it was, you know, cannabis wasn't going to be a part of it. And then in the end of 2018, the hemp bill passed and we together, you know, Andre and I are friends, we're watching this movement in Texas of people being so excited about the green rush and both Andre and I know how difficult it is to really make money in this industry and, and all that's necessary in order to accomplish that as a goal. And so there was a point where we just kept talking about like, Oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And, you know, together we just said we have to be able to educate people on what the truth is about this crop because it, it's very awesome. You know, there's so many great things, but it's got to be done responsibly. And Texas deserves to have that. You know, Texas deserves to start out on the right foot. And, and we both agree with that. And we, because we've been in this industry, have watched the supply chain develop. And so all of a sudden, you know, we are now the subject matter experts and we have all these resources nationally. It's like, well, heck, let's help Texas so not just not to survive, but like really come out on top and be the market leader with this crop. That's, I mean, ultimately our vision. You know, and that's really the potential that Texas has is to be a, a, a leader in this industry, being such an art, uh, agricultural state. We really have the opportunity to, to, you know, take the reins here by and 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 see where things go in, in such a, a new industry. Um, and I'm. I hope that the legislation can get some things going with marijuana here in, in this 87th legislature. And Jess is kind of grinning at me, wondering if we're really going to get anything done on the marijuana side. But, but you're absolutely right. Texas is is a big state. We have a big agriculture, big energy here, and for our state to get some green uh, product pro programs going, it, it was just 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 uh, exciting to to be a part of this. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, talk well, about what we really love about the association is that it's formed specifically to ensure the success of this crop, right? So we are really open on all sides of the entire industry. We're open, of course, to growers because without, you know, our 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 work, you know, our our foundation, we can't make a really viable product out of this. And because, like you said, we have this amazing agriculture. I mean, it is one of the top industries in this state. And then that industry of hemp can feed into all these other industries like oil and gas and food and beverage and, you know, manufacturing. So 
again, you know, this is just like we are really excited about making sure that Texas has a place to gather, to come together, to develop the supply chain that is going to lead to the success of this plant. Our guest tonight on the uh, podcast, Hannah Wilner and Andreas Salas of the Tech, uh, Texas Hemp Harvesters Association. Um, one of the articles that I've got working on, one of my reporters working on for the March edition that's coming out in a few weeks is uh, to take a lot of the advertisers that are in our magazine and talk about the, the supply chain for growers um, and utilize actually um, some of our sponsors that are working with us and, and people that write for the magazine as that supply chain. So I was wondering, and that's it, you know, and you guys are, this is something that's important for, for your strategy uh, with the, the organization. Can you talk or speak to uh, that supply chain? Do a lot of growers know where their hemp is going to end up, you think, or do they... Um, do, do they figure this out? You know, uh, this is. Well, I thought it was interesting to put an article together as we put seeds in the ground in March and talk about this supply chain. Well, what's interesting is is most of them don't. And now that hemp is becoming more of a popular crop, and there are many uses for hemp, and, and as you're talking about your sponsors, Russell, you know those. Those can be farmers that need to know who those sponsors are and how they may be able to fill a missing link in their in their license structure, right? You've got entrepreneurs and investors and processors and manufacturers that that all want to do business in this industry. And and you know, as they are projecting what's going to be the exit strategy or what's going to be the end result or how are they going to move this crop? How much should I grow? What varietal should I grow? All of those variables are on the table when you're a licensee and growing hemp. And so sometimes, yes, most of the time you want to be able to have a contract ahead of time, right, Russell? But that's not always the case. And because of the regulations are are still in movement, that there's um, no no specific specific strain for this result. We are still in that research stage, right? Mm-hmm. And so you can begin to define that end result of that research as you're, you know, working with genetics. And, and as the association, you know, we are working with researchers, higher education, businesses that want to bring that that innovation to help and create those exit strategies themselves what did what do you guys think of the 20 what did you think of the 2020 season and for texas growers i mean many many people didn't get a large scale operations in on their first season we really only got a half of a grow season things getting kind of started in the middle of the year for texans so we didn't have a lot of the industrial grow operations just yet but what was your what was your take uh, either of you on our first uh, half a year of, of Texas hemp grow? You know, how many people can say that a state started their growth season in the beginning of a pandemic? Let's, <laughs> let's address that, right? Right. And so at the time that the state of Texas was issuing their licenses in March and April, what was happening, right, Russell? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were all being um we were navigating this new normal and one thing that is just so amazing about um texans and those who are licensees in texas number one it didn't stop them okay Mm -hmm. and then you also have universities that were also 
starting their pilot program, right? And so those results were all over the board, and many were anticipating um, a, a particular amount of yield, right? And that didn't happen. So all variables been taken into consideration. A lot of what we have found from licensees, you guys, were they they appreciated the fact that they took the chance inside of the beginning of a pandemic with so many unknown variables, and they're now better positioned going into the 21 season with, um, you know, how you get those bumps in the road, right? Mm -hmm. They were able to experience some of those things in a season that would be a little more forgiving now that they can they can move forward with a better direction on what varieties they'll use. What are some of the can, cannabinoid profiles they're wanting to um, uh, to start targeting? You know, how is that research inside of tinsel and fiber and fiber and things in that nature? And as Hannah said, you know, there's so much research on, on true industrial hemp. And we, now we have an opportunity, almost a clean slate for 21 for Texas. That transitions into something I realized that Hannah has down as a transition guru. And I noticed that there, there were a lot of farmers who had never done this. They had been doing primarily cotton. And how did y'all play off of each other's experiences being a transition guru and being in the cannabis community to ease these farmers into this new crop? You know, our, our biggest goal for as the association is to make sure that people are well-educated. And part of being well-educated means helping people understand all the complexities that come with growing and and harvesting and, and manufacturing this crop into something that's really useful, right? And so it's funny that you picked that up. Um, mostly, you know, there were, I would say, a large amount of farmers that were interested in trying this for the first time, or people that were interested in trying this for the first time as farmers. And, of course, that's always surprising, but what we've seen is that those who really looked at this crop from all aspects to understand what their role would be in it, right, and how can I transition into hemp, those who were really interested took the deep dive that was necessary to find out what their real opportunities were and to make those contracts, if they were possible, you know, where they can, or to create an industry. We also have some... Um, some members who are building an industry around their community. And so that is a, a transition, right? To have fabrics made out of hemp fiber if we can get when we when we get a decortication facility in and transitioning these pine and timber lots uh, into hemp lots that create a more sustainable fiber and product for paper mills. So there's just so much that's happening in this in and I would say 2020 gave us the opportunity to transition, all of us. So <laughs> transition guru is before 2020 when we yes, all became definitely. gurus. <laughs> well, let our guru and transition stay right there, guys. We'll be right back on the other side. Our guest, Hannah and Andrea of the Texas Hemp Harvesters Association. It's the Texas Hemp Show. We'll be right back on the other side. Folks, you know, I've gone through a lot of... 
the last 20 years, my knees, my shoulder, and of course that back of mine. Now, I've tried everything, massages, acupuncture, cryotherapy, and finally I found something that really works for me. GreenMountainFlower.com, that's the cure. I've been looking all over the place for something that's going to help me feel good, help me sleep good. Green Mountain Flower has the most powerful CBD oil available, and it's unique, and it really works for me and tons of other people. Now, you'll see all kinds of CBD oils in shops all around the place, you know, the convenience stores and gas stations and places like that, but none like Green Mountain Flower. And Green Mountain Flower has the most nodule CBD oil retailers right here in Austin, Texas. It's natural, 100% absorption. It's water-based. And it absorbs into the body easier. It's unique and 100% organic formula. And it really has worked. Give a call today to 512-645-0510. Talk to Gene or Elsie and ask about the great products that they have. You'll find them on Facebook and online at GreenMountainFlower.com. CRI is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high THC cannabis, and GMP clean room management and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com. Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956-383-0739. That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab. Hey guys, it's Russell with the Texas Hemp Reporter. Want to remind you to check out the website, uh, the Texas Hemp Ranch. My friends at the Texas Hemp Ranch are currently leasing over 50 acres of land to grow your hemp operation for the next spring grow here in Texas. So get ready for that 2021 grow season and visit thetexashempranch.com or give us a call at 512-387-3377 or you can email txhempranch at gmail.com for more information. So the Texas Hemp Ranch is located there at 969 off of 130 Toll Road in east of Austin. They provide the land. You grow your own hemp, leasing 50 acres. And we just uh, leased a, a, some five-acre slot the other day. You can lease a, a five-acre spot or 10 acres. It's up to you. If you want to do 20 acres, just let us know. We've got about 50 acres, 45 approximately left to lease between now and late February. So just reaching out through the podcast here. want to get a note out to our listeners that you can lease some land to grow your hemp this spring at the Texas Hemp Ranch, my friends out there, uh, go check those guys out online, the Texas Hemp Ranch, or give them a call at 512-387-3377. Thanks, and back to the show. 
You're listening to The Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at The Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. All right, welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. Um, Russell and our guests this week are Hannah Wilner and Andrea Salis. Am I saying her last name right, Jesse? Salis? Is that right, Andrea? Like Dallas. That's, that's what Salas. Salas. All right. I can handle that. All right. Welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show, everybody. And our guest again, Texas Hemp Harvesters Association uh, board member, Andrea Salas and Hannah Wilner, board chair and executive director. I want to ask our transition guru, do you uh, know or either of you know about the federal hemp grant programs? Or I know because I have several, there's some state and federal grant programs that are out there. And I have a client or two that I know one guy's applying, another one's already in the process. And um, th- there's some grant and lending programs out there for folks to get into this agricultural space here in Texas. I was just wondering, do you guys know about, uh, you know, about these programs and, and consult on them? You know, so the hemp and farm program, if you remember, so a couple of years ago, they started these programs that, hey, you can partner with the government and grow um, grow cannabis. And so those, those didn't work out as well. Um, but the hemp and farm programs, you know, we are still learning more information about it as well. And as we begin our education for the season of uh, the spring season and going into summer, you guys, we're hoping to be able to bring in some of the agriculture department to be able to supply us with more information on how to participate. And then it gets back into the varietals, right? Is there any research that's going to be requested from them? And, and so we're still learning more information as well um, on how you actually do participate. Um, you know, what's the revenue model if there is one? Um, so, uh, just stay tuned. Again, we're hoping to be able to bring them on as we've done with the state of Texas Ag Department and to be able to provide more information to licensees. Well, we certainly try to do that as well, and and we'll we'll be talking about some of our our friends that are getting into these uh, grants and you know how these these state and federal pro- programs fund growers and and um, what what do you guys have in mind in regarding texas agriculture as we move forward into 2021 and this next season what role do you feel like you guys will will have as we move into 2021 this is a really fun question so i'm for those who aren't familiar with our association the um, and one of our other board members is Rick Hardcastle, who's been a long time, um, long time in the legislature and very well respected within the Texas Department of Agriculture because he was a part of that. So, um, so Rick Hardcastle is is our, kind of our eyes and ears when it comes to what's happening and what the future of hemp really entails in Texas. This is specific to you know what our government is doing, and so we've got him you know on the ground with his eyes and his ears right now, keeping track of what the smokable you know smokable is being rewritten right now and we know that teacup has an expansion bill um and so our our role overall has always been education 
our secondary purpose as an association is to support research in the state, which then will lead to new products, which then leads to jobs. And so as part of our research program and research initiative, we have partnered with a number of higher education institutes in the state. So we are just so fortunate to have um, you know, Texas Tech, Texas State University, and Prairie View A&M as part of our institutional members for the association. As part of that, Prairie View A&M is the only one who is really has stepped up and implemented already a very robust program. So for 2021, a lot of what we're focusing on is making sure that we have Prairie View A&M, one, you know, supported financially because there is a number of research dollars, both through grants and private funding, that deserves to be channeled into hemp research. So, you know, that's a portion of what we're focusing on. But another another portion is just allowing people access to see what, what is happening in the state, right? Um, we plan to have calls for the, you know, growing season so people can hear, you know, our members can hear and anyone who's interested can hear about uh, farmers' stories from across the state for 2020 and, you know, what the plans are. And we're always, you know, ear to the ground on new processing facilities that can help build out the supply chains in different areas. So, you know, our role as an association remains the same, you know, research education and making sure that this becomes a market leader, this crop becomes a market leader in the state. And I wanted to ask you just to fire off the website. I believe it's TexasHHA.org. Is that? T-X-H-H-A. Yeah. org. Check out the te- Texas Hemp Harvesters Association. How can listeners get involved or sign up or join? Uh, do you have in- any events coming up? Um, we've got about five minutes left here on the show, but I wanted to you know give you a chance to get how do you get people involved and then you know you have events coming up i know hannah i became aware of you last year through the conference there in dallas just what are some things that uh, you guys got coming up and, and how can people get involved i'll let um i'll let andrea take the events since we've got you know a few things that we're working on and then i'll take the membership how's that cool So we, we do have some events coming up. As Hannah mentioned, that we really are focusing on the education piece. And we talked about what was, you know, the results of our 2020 season and, and most of us um, with licenses and are looking forward to 2021. And so we'll be having some workshops on compliance that will be coming up. And then we'll also be working with Prairie View University on seed characterization and some agricultural classes that will be coming up that will be very premier from the university and and the talent that is there. And then also we'll be having um, some additional medical classes that will be coming up for those that are interested and, of course, CBD and full cannabinoid therapy. So you can visit us at txhha.org forward slash events, and they'll be listed right there. Awesome. And then on our membership side of things, uh, uh, Hannah, uh, tell our listeners uh, how they can uh, sign up or get involved. Absolutely. We try to keep membership simple here. We want people to join. And again, the goal is to create a network of people that span our state and other states that can help make Texas the market leader, right? So we have we have member like individual memberships. Right now we're still collecting founding members, um, although this year this is going to change. And then we have founding businesses. So for $50 a year, that's all it costs. 
to join. You get a number of benefits from that. Um, obviously, you know, free access to all the, um, especially online events that we have, a discount to, you know, live events that we have when we're able to have them. Um, and then, and then also access to write all of the resources that we have through TXHHA. The other membership is for businesses. Individual membership is $50 a year. A business, a founding business membership comes with five members within that business that get access just like an individual member would, and that's $350 a year. So very easy as an individual or a business to join. Again, you know, the value that we bring is to really, one, connect everyone in the supply chain and make sure that we're being responsible with the development of it. And the second is to make sure that we're all educated where we're going. Um, I also would like to point out, although it is not promoted on the website, we do have an association membership. This is going to sound a little strange, but follow me here. Um, it, because there are so many other groups in Texas, right, and, and because Texas is so regional, we want to make sure that all the other smaller supply chains and co-ops and collectives that are out there have a place to have a resource with all the others in the state. And so we've created this unique, I think it's $100 for an association or a co-op or a collective to join TXHHHA. And again, the goal is just to make sure that we are united as a state to come together to become the market leader. So we know what's happening up in Lubbock with Texas Tech or that area and, and, and the processing facility up there. And we know what's happening in Houston with our supply chain down here and, and, and shipping out, right, because we have the international portion. And then also, you know, Dallas and El Paso also. So so our, our goal is with to make it very easy for people to join, to make sure that it's just the network of people who can get together to, again, make this a really awesome crop in the state of Texas. I wanted to ask, when to circle back, we were talking about, you all were mentioning Texas A&M, Prairie View, correct? Correct. Are they part of the AgriLife Extension Program? I know there's, I believe, like five of their locations that are part of that. I wasn't sure if Prairie View is. Yes, Prairie View has, yeah. has, has yep, an agronomic program. Okay, there. Yeah. I, I ask about that because I know recently um, Ionization Labs has partnered with Texas A&M's AgriLife Extensions to actually continue doing research so they could, they could do the lab testing on hemp plants. So that way it's not just what nutrients are you deficient in, but a whole profile for the plant. I wondered if y'all were aware of that. Well, it's great. Ionization Labs is definitely one of our biggest supporters. We just, you know, really respect the work that they have done. I mean, they were Ionization Labs, I don't know for those listeners who are familiar, but Ionization Labs was one of the first labs to really offer a quantifiable um, visual of the of a test. And so they, they distributed these tests throughout the United States well before Texas, uh, you know, adopted the 2018 Farm Bill. And so they've been a market leader. And yes, we are aware of their connection with AgriLife and all the wonderful things they're doing. Um, and, and it's also, they are also partnering with Prairie View and, you know, supporting all the, all the research that's happening and the necessary aggregate of information to make sure that we know the best way to move forward with this plant. Well, very cool. We are one of the articles, uh, one of the writers is working on an interview we just finished up today. We were just working on that. Dr. Calvin Trussell's uh, interview came in this morning. So Daniel did an interview with him over at Texas. He's one of the uh, guys there at Texas A&M's Ag Agriculture Program. So the professor chimed in on their research and things that they've got cooking with regards to hemp and um 
um, in 2021. So very cool. And, and it, it's, it's, I've found girls as we get into this, as the long the longer we're we're in this space, we've been in this space now since last uh, April, and um, meeting everyone and you know everybody's contributing and uh, to the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine and and so in the show. So it's really cool that you know we can talk about Cree and ionization or or uh uh you know our friends at uh, uh you know the hemp industry association or cri cpa just anybody in the lab side to the business side or to ritter spencer in the law and uh, legal side it's really cool the the, the space is uh, a pretty pretty unique uh, family of of, of, of uh, uh, contributors here on the texas hemp scene it is Russell. you know you bring up the point of this community that we're developing and there you know our i think it was this time last year i think andrea wasn't it the 29th january 29th that the texas hemp convention mm-hmm. convened it in was Dallas. The last, that's right yeah we were we were all together the last week in january mm-hmm. and uh we hosted the um the uh, reception there because we, we certainly wanted to support the texas department of agriculture and its launch so how 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 time flies right? yeah how time flies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, what are some exciting things? Last question here for either of you, and you could either one of you chime in on this. I just wanted to, as we're speaking and going into 2021, or just any further, anything exciting that you see coming in 2021 uh, with regards to Texas hemp? Just a discovery, right? The innovation mm-hmm. of what hemp can be. And we know that there's hundreds of ways that hemp can be used, not just medicinal. And we need that and full access to to the plant, uh, circling back to your first question about what legislation will do. But hemp is such an amazing crop that, um, yes, we are a cotton state, but we can also be a hemp state. And, um, you know, Hannah can certainly chime in to our efforts of really making a point to, to demonstrate the innovation of hemp. Right, Hannah? Absolutely. Well, thank you both for your time and, and being a part of the 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 program here this afternoon and and being a part of this um the website txhha.org slash events for upcoming details on all activities there at the texas hemp harvesters association thank you so much hannah and andrea uh, for being a part of the program here on the texas hemp show Thank you for having us. It was really fun and so good to talk to you. Well, we'll be in touch, and I'd like to offer or extend another opportunity for either of you to write or contribute to the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine. Our March issue is coming out soon, so if, you, if there's something you've got a press release on you'd like to get in the magazine uh, for the March one, just shoot out on an email or a phone call, and, and we'd love to have you guys contribute something uh, uh, as well on an editorial uh, as we move forward into 2021. Sounds wonderful. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome, guys. Thanks for your time, and we appreciate it, and we'll we'll be in touch soon. All right. Talk soon. All right. There they go. That is our friends there at the Texas Hemp Harvesters Association. That's uh, Andrea Salas and, and uh, Hannah Wilner. So check those uh, website out, txha.org, for all things Hemp Harvesters Association. We'll be right back. I'm Russell. We'll be back on the other side. It's the Texas Hemp Show. Take this photo lens. Not a silly of angels that's the end of the cliff. Uh, take father to the fuck out.
Folks, you know I've gone over the last 20 years, my knees, my shoulder, and of course that back of mine. Now, I've tried everything, massages, acupuncture, cryotherapy, and finally I found something that really works for me. GreenMountainFlower.com, that's the cure. I've been looking all over the place for something that's going to help me feel good, help me sleep good. Green Mountain Flower has the most powerful CBD oil available, and it's unique, and it really works for me and tons of other people. Now, you'll see all kinds of CBD oils in shops all around the place, you know, the convenience stores and gas stations and places like that but none like Green Mountain Flower. And Green Mountain Flower has the most nodule CBD oil retailers right here in Austin, Texas. It's natural, 100% absorption. It's water-based. And it absorbs into the body easier. It's unique and 100% organic formula. And it really has worked. Give a call today to 512-645-0510. Talk to Gene or Elsie and ask about the great products that they have. You'll find them on Facebook and online at GreenMountainFlower.com. CRI is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high THC cannabis, and GMP clean room management and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com. Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956-383-0739. That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab. Hey guys, it's Russell with the Texas Hemp Reporter. Want to remind you to check out the website, uh, the Texas Hemp Ranch. My friends at the Texas Hemp Ranch are currently leasing over 50 acres of land to grow your hemp operation for the next spring grow here in Texas. So get ready for that 2021 grow season and visit the TexasHempRanch.com or give us a call at 512-387-3377. Or you can email txhempranch at gmail.com for more information. So the Texas Hemp Ranch is located there at 969 off of 130 Toll Road in east of Austin. They provide the land. You grow your own hemp, leasing 50 acres. And we just uh, leased a, a, some five-acre slot the other day. You can lease a, a five-acre spot or 10 acres. It's up to you. If you want to do 20 acres, just let us know. We've got about 50 acres, 45 approximately left to lease between now and late February. So just reaching out through the podcast here. want to get a note out to our listeners that you can lease some land to grow your hemp this spring at the Texas Hemp Ranch, my friends out there, uh, go check those guys out online, the Texas Hemp Ranch, or give them a call at 512-387-3377. Thanks, and back to the show. 
You're listening to The Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at The Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. All right, welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. I'm your host, Russell Dowden, your publisher and editor for the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine, and we are working hard on our March issue right now and uh, look forward to getting that out right in time for growers to plant seeds in the ground. It's very exciting just this time of year, you know, when our farmers in Texas start planting cotton and vegetables, corn, other other things that they normally get in the, into the soil, you know, after the winter breaks, you know, that's when everybody starts a lot of the planting in, in Texas agriculture. So this year is, um, you know, we get to start putting these hip seeds in the ground on time. And this will be our first growth season of 2021, and, and, and we'll get two this year. This is... Just what's in my mind right now is it's already an awkward year because it's warm. It has been warm for a January and it has been really wet for a January. Like I was seeing already like animal reports like, oh, there's animals that are already having like offspring and it's normally not like like another two months (laughs) down the road. So we're already hitting like armadillos and possums and stuff with babies (laughs) hanging off of them. And it's like, why is this happening? It's like, yeah, everything's confused. I have a Bradford pear in my yard, pear tree, and it's already starting to bloom. And it's like, no tree. No, not yet. Well, it has been a rainy, a soggy year so far in January as we approach the very end of the month here. And, uh, but maybe that's good for soils. Maybe that's going to be good for this growth season. I, what comes through my mind is when the soil gets saturated like that so quickly earlier in the year, come March, as a end of April, we're going to have like this torrential downpour and we're going to see floods like crazy because the ground is already like soaked up as much water as it can take. And all this excess rain shows up and it has nowhere to go. Well, uh, hopefully it, uh, it'll, it'll help the soil and, and help our, our hemp grow nice and green. And hopefully legislation will help with some, uh, some of that down the road in the future. What are you, what's your take on everything going on with the 87th legislature so far uh, down there at the Te- Texas Cannabis Collective? We haven't been able to do much because, like, right now it's the they're, governor. They're using COVID as a screen well, to keep a... Well, it's not even that. Like, the governor hasn't given his state of the state address yet. Mm. And in Texas, the state of the state address is your governor outlines, like, the key thing, legislative points he wants done. And the House can't even start, and Senate either, can't start working on anything else besides, besides the things he has asked for them to work on. And then there's like a point in March where there's a deadline that's been triggered. And after that, they can just free for all, go for after whatever bills they want to. But if it's not on the governor's agenda, it's not being worked on until March. So, so we, we have, still don't really know what, where the governor wants every legislation to go steer. And from my understanding, if I remember correctly, it's this next week. The governor is doing his state of the state address. And he will outline the agenda. Alcohol to go is on there. Alcohol to go? I imagine alcohol to go is on there. He's been very vocal about keeping that around. Well, that was like a hit for him to make that 
for the oh, the COVID. bars that were closing, or not so much bars. Really, the restaurant industry is probably happy with with that uh, that ruling uh, in, in the summer or late spring, whenever late May, I think maybe early June is when that they passed that legislation. Well, it was one of his orders where he was like, "Yeah, you know, you can." You can have alcohol delivered. We're fine with that. And now they want to have it to be like, as I call it, the Daiquiri Express. If you've ever been into Colleen Harker Heights, Texas, there's a store called Daiquiri Express, and it's drive through. Yeah. You just go up and you say, "Yeah, I want like a straw- have- I want a strawberry daiquiri," and they put mm-hmm. this giant styrofoam cup and put tape over the hole, and they go, "That's closed container. Be yeah. on your way." Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, there was there there was that franchise. That's the franchise that we had those in Austin. There was one on Wells Branch Parkway in North Austin many years ago. Um, either Daiquiri Factory or Daiquiri Express or something like that. But yeah, you could pull up. My sister loved this place, by the way. She was there often. Um, but um, And then there's also, they had one in San Marcos that I don't know if it was there when you were in school there, but when I lived there and, and had the radio uh, show and the TV show there on... Um, that was off of LBJ, but they had uh, uh, the uh, uh, the Eskimo Hut. Was that there when you were at uh, uh, Texas I'm not State? Sure. It, it rings a bell. They had one hut. called uh, the Pink Panty Dropper. <laughs> And uh, this guy Craig that owned it was would run advertisements with me in Weird Magazine often uh, every month. And uh, but yeah, you could drive right through. You could pick up kegs and get your beer uh, for your your, your parties at, in college there. But they also had the drive through for your. Uh, the big thing I remember about Daiquiri Express Daiquiri's. was was they had the tank, and it looked mm-hmm. like like a fish tank, like a little goldfish bowl. And it was plastic, and on the side it says, I drank the tank. So and if you drank the whole thing, you got to take this thing home with you. And it was like 15 bucks. <laughs> and you were literally tanked. <laughs> and it's like a gallon <laughs> of liquor. <laughs> well, so this isn't a new – the only thing that's new is that the restaurants get to do that now. And, and so you could not before go to Taco Cabana and get you know two bean and cheese tacos and a, and a margarita to go. You, you had to come in and dine to get that, exactly. that alcoholic beverage. And so that's changed. But these other instances, well, these other. Um, well, the point being about this, why I would even bother bringing it up is that the legislature has always argued, at least the higher ups, about they don't like the concept of intoxicated drivers. And that's been a reason to shoot down marijuana legalization or any sort of expansion. It's like, well, people are going to get behind the wheel and they're going to be intoxicated from this and we can't have this. But yet we're about to expand a liquor in the car program. We're pushing for a liquor in the vehicle program at this point. But yet cannabis is still this. Oh, we've got to worry about intoxicated drivers. Yes. A piece of tape over a styrofoam cup lid. In Something the car. not right fair about that. I don't know. I just one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> well, thank you to our guests this week, uh, Andrea uh, Salas and Hannah Wilner of the Texas Hemp Harvesters Association. Their website again, txhha.org. Check them out. Good stuff. I'm just excited. We got to start booking the show again. I think we're at the end of our, our last round of booking, so I, I don't even know who we got on next week. I didn't um, print that thing out, so uh, I don't know who will be on next week. But, hey, I wanted to mention, check out mpbusinessfunding.com. I met this guy, Joe Kane, offers cannabis business solutions for your business. So if you're, if you're in need of funding, you just could show six months bank statements. Check this guy out. Check him out. He, he, he's, he, I'm interested to see what this guy uh, can offer, but uh, call Joe Kane and look him up at that MP 
businessfunding.com. I'm I'm considering calling in for a friend. <laughs> Check him out. All right. The Texas Hip Show. We'll see you guys next week. Have fun.